Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This week on Up to 90, we talk... JFK Jr., is that right? Yes, yes we're talking JFK Jr. Well you done, all of a sudden sound it really hoarse there. Are you okay? <laughs> it's just my new podcast voice. Oh, is it? <laughs> By the way, the hair is looking fantastic with the Thank red. Emma is rocking the poison ivy. You need to check it out online if you haven't already. Absolutely rocking the poison ivy look. I need, Fair to, get play a bit to, more, I need to get a bit more green in my uh, wardrobe. I'd like, I've actually got a considerable amount of green at the moment. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, mm, it looked great you. on you now, but it'd be miles too big for you at the stuff that I have. Yeah, I, I have the little party. We have the party back here for Fred. We had a birthday in the house. It's here, Fred. Ella turns sweet 16. She was 16. Can you believe it? On Wednesday, I can't Are you delighted you finally have a mate to go drinking with? Uns, yeah. Uns, well, uns. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's great because I think as well, I can probably just give her my ID. To oh, in. 100%. Yeah. And get the hashtag Spawn Copperberg. <laughs> so yeah, it'd be fine. Um, yeah, no, it's mad. Sixteen. I don't know. That was just an age that really hit me for some reason. Like oh, you know, yeah. the way some of them just roll you into. You were living it. your best life at age sixteen. I <sighs> actually had a bit of. I went back in time there with Steve Mullen on his podcast. You know, when someone sits down and says, "Tell me." What were you up to at 16? You're like, Jesus, I didn't oh God. expect these probing questions. Right, but yeah. Yeah, I was kind I of... Steve, I'd say he's, six, he's lovely. Yeah. And it was a great interview. Um, not for what I brought to the table, but uh, Stephen was great. Now, I think when somebody kind of disarms you with the big questions, suddenly yeah, you're like you a slurry truck exploding. I know. And it's taking it down memory lane, etc. I was, I think 16 was when I was starting to get really bold. Oh, I'm quite bold now at the 16 ah, and I was fake 16. tanning like a motherfucker well I was because my brother was working in Johnson and Johnson's oh stop and you could you get got the good stuff I got major discount like all the staff got these I don't know discount forms so you could pick items so I was getting do you remember Pitt's Spoon yeah. Yeah. So I was getting that was low. the hardcore stuff. Ella. Yeah, I was getting that. Now I was getting the Johnson Johnson gradual tan as well. But that's just not enough. We want no. too much too soon. So I was when getting I the big your one. Gradual tan. And then I remember I was um, 
down in Wexford one time and I had like the neck was mahogany. And, and you never did your face because your face was too important. Yeah, of yeah. course. You never. So never your ultimate your fear face. was blackheads on the face. So you're yeah. like, I'm going to mahogany up just as far as my earlobe and yeah. then I'll just match my foundation. Oh, I'll yeah, buy the so. pan stick to match. Yeah. And he said to me, he like, he wasn't ripping the piss or anything. He genuinely said to me, he's like, what's wrong with your neck? I was like, oh, it's little did you know he was going to be the father of your <laughs> child. <laughs> no, that wasn't him. Up to 90, up to 90, up to 90 with Emma and Julie. Oh, yeah. But, um,. No, that kind of attitude. I can remember, and I didn't share this with Stephen, and I'm raging because I was saying about the fake tan. He did comment, which I thought was really lovely. Um, you know, his missus is Portuguese. So the two yes. of them are just like, it's like, fuck off with the good looks, the two mm, of them. I mean, yeah, one I is better looking than the other. Can but just, he did can just wear shorts if it's sunny without oh, any preparation or talk on into it. Zero. Imagine. And like Different that lovely, world. you know, the hair we were talking about, the Winnie Cooper. Oh, yeah. The Wonder Years, that black silky mop mm. on both of them. I mean, honestly. But he did comment, which I thought was a nice comment. And I was like, I must remember to share that with our up to 90 listeners. He did say that when he came back from London, he was really happy to see Irish women embracing their true selves and that he felt they kind of dispensed with the fake tan a bit. Okay. Which I think is a good thing. Yeah, but I mean, it's easy for Stephen to say as someone who Well, has I did mention the dim skin. sum skin. I mean, we've both said that our legs look better with a bit of tan. Yeah. But just, I think what he was getting at was, you know, it's kind of like when down. I emerge from the bathroom with the eyeliner just perfectly winged and Fred says, you don't need me. Look at you. No makeup on you. You don't need the makeup. And you're like, Fred, these li- lips don't line themselves. Like I have a face. I've literally been doing my makeup for 20 minutes. This is my face of makeup. Uh, I think he's saying Fred. women are maybe applying less, which is a good thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I can remember going Well, the products have gotten 16. better. We've learned more. We There was a beauty salon in Dingle and I went in and I was 16, 17. Do you remember Jodie Marsh? Yeah. I, fo- I follow her on Living Instagram. Living her best la- life. Um, she Do you was not wondering who the Emma Doran was that kept liking all her shit. I, was like, I, I don't, uh, I don't like much, but I look so, at everything. So, you remember she had that? She had the two bits of masking tape across the boobs. Yeah, and I can remember just on the nipples, cutting out that picture, bringing it into the local beauty salon, and saying, "This is what I want to go. This is where I want to be, fake tan wise." And I still had like a few layers because like exfoliation. This is the Princess Diana phenomenon of yeah. fake tanning during the nineties. So we had the fake tan, but we didn't have the exfoliation. No. So I just remember them scrubbing me and scrubbing me. And then I think it was maybe the, fo- no, it was probably the following year I was in college. First year college, I can remember stopping someone in the street mm. and saying, can I just ask? Because I, it was, I was at obsessive level with the tan. And I was like, can I just ask where you got your tan from? It's amazing. And do you know what she said to me? I'm from Zambia. So that's when you know you have a problem. And I was, well, it took me a minute to process. So I was going to say, can I get that in boots? And then I was like, no, was wait, expensive? okay, no. Did I tell you? Um, I don't think I told you. I bumped into um, Baz Ashwam the other day. Oh, yes. How is he? So did you hear about this? No. Yeah, so 
I went to Spice Girls on Friday. And you met Baz? No, I didn't meet him there, no. The next day, I had to go to Tesco. So it was like, next day, I had to be on it because I had to get all the stuff. For the parties. For the parties, because I was having the kids' party and then my family were coming over later. And I always find that, like, what food am I going to like? Mm. Oh, oh, oh. I'm not feeling... I'm okay, but I'm tired, okay? I'm tired, Judy. And... I'm in the car park and I see Baz. Now, I've never met Baz, but in that moment, I thought I knew Baz. Oh, God, you went to that place. I went to that place. Too. And I see him and I'm looking at him and then he's smiling back. So I'm like, oh, OK, obviously, this is grand. We know each other. And I was like, oh, hey, Baz, how's it going? And then it dawned on me. I was like, I do not know this person and how did he respond he's so lovely he's so lovely he was like oh yeah great and then i just as it kind of washed over me that i didn't know him i just started going oh oh you're deadly yeah oh, no, you're deadly <laughs> so he's just pressing the button the window's going up he sent you an emoji it was okay rough. the conversation is over yeah yeah and he's like going back to his car do you know what i mean and i'm just heading into tesco Oh. And like, I've just been to Kroger the night before. Like, it's hot outside, not hot, it's warm. And I'm wearing like the Gansey and the I'm Oasis jacket because really, really I can't cope. You didn't say to him, I want to make you holler. Judy, they sang that. Of course they did. I couldn't believe that they sang that. Why? Because I just thought it was such a rough song. But it obviously did Come really well. Come on, that was a great old we song. We talked about it with Garoud. Hala, 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 hala. Jerry was acting the maggot. Of course she was. Uh, now, I didn't hear it, but I saw on Jen Hatton's stories. A couple stories. of them have new faces. Well, look, Melby looks amazing. Like, she always... And she had like she was. Can I be honest? She I was think the she's done too scary. much work to her face. There are too many Maybe fillers. But it's I, a bit too pitoey. <laughs> she pity. pretends that she's blind or deaf or both. I, I know. don't know what's going on. Actually, speaking of blind and deaf, you know, friend, did I tell you about the friend of mine who went to dining in the dark? Oh <laughs> no, I heard about this. I won't name this friend. Yeah. But anyway, you've met her many times. Okay. Um, okay, she, I think I know who this yeah, is. Yeah, of course. Who else could have blonde hair? Of course. Okay, yes. grand. Um, hey, but Maria. she's actually deaf. <laughs> she's actually deaf in one ear. And she, oh, okay. ha- yeah, I think she hated this. the dining in the dark experience. And I was like, well, basically for you, it was the Helen Keller experience. Like yeah, you can yeah. only go to that if you are in possession of all your sense- senses. Oh, There's yeah, no, yeah, Can yeah, you imagine yeah, yeah. going, so you're basically effectively deaf and you're also now blind. Yeah. And you're trying to tuck into the soup. You know, uh, you know, Crossy in F104, he went, he was telling me about it. And I was like, oh, that sounds deadly because I'm sure it would heighten your taste buds as like to how, what the yeah, food yeah. is like or whatever. But yeah, if you're missing a tenth of your senses. Well, yeah, I mean, more than a tenth. But well, then say. she's missing the eyes as well. So it's I mean, three it tenths. is the Helen Keller experience, isn't it? I've been trying to do jokes about Helen Keller on stage it's for okay, years. You and can it's do never, it now. No, but what jokes have you tried? People are very defensive of Helen. Yeah. And I think maybe, is the Irish nurse, is that what we hold so dear? Maybe that's what it is, but I just... Because any time you make a joke about Helen Keller, I find someone follows it up with, well, you know her nurse was Irish, and then you punch them in the face, but and you then you're what? suddenly the bad guy? My, I like, see what my, the hell? My issue with 
Helen, is that when I was in school... I love the way... This is what I love about you, Emma. Only you, Emma, would have beef with that thing together. Be prepared to speak about it openly, right? So, Jen Hatton said in her stories, so she was at the gig as well. Now, I didn't hear this, but she said, like, the crowd were singing Ole, you know, obviously it's an Irish crowd. And Jerry shushed the crowd. Okay, well, Jerry you know, can tip, fuck right off. Jerry. And all the rest were just like, Jerry, chill out. But as I've said before, I love Jerry, but I hate her as well. But she's still my favourite member. If she hadn't been there, I wouldn't have been as enthusiastic about going. I think we all have a bit of a love-hate relationship with Jerry, don't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Fair play to, did you see Mel C and the pants and the tummy and the abs and all the rest? Oh, yeah, she came ready wow. to perform. Yeah. No, but she, she was, was always such a pro. She the best singer to be by far. Into it, 100%. Yeah. She yeah. always seemed to be giving it. But yeah, my beef with Helen uh, Keller is that when we were in school, we watched a film about Helen Keller. Yeah. And you know, when you watch a film in school, especially back in the day. I just remember Lorenzo's Oil was the only film we ever watched in school. Oh, we watched Not Without My Daughter. Oh, uh, that was always a good one saying, yeah. girls, before you go off with an Arab, yeah, just yeah. watch this FYI, and know this is what's yeah. going to happen. Once he gets you to his country, it's all going to go pear <laughs> shaped. But um, yeah, so we watched Helen Keller. Now, I think you can. You should only watch that movie in one sitting. We must have watched it in like... Well, this was the problem For a whole term. Movies. And yeah. we're just like, Jesus. Yeah. And I think as a teacher, just okay... Just say something, Helen. Yeah. Say something. As a teacher, you're like, oh, hang on, where were we again? You always say you're going to know where we were. And the kids will shout out, we were 20 minutes in. But you know you've got to make this movie last. And that's when you're dealing with you've got VCR to make this movie last. Or VHS, whatever. There's it's no called. plan. You're not qualified. You're going through your own emotional issues. You have an emotional email you need to send. You're rewinding it back to say, okay, we'll just go back to seven minutes, and we'll see. And they're moaning, they're groaning. We've seen this bit. You're like, well, some people were out. Um, and they're still out probably. But look, let's just. That's yeah. what you do. I don't think like we well, watched it for two years and we never got to the end of it. Like, do you know okay, what I'm saying? If we had to do, if we had to do a list of um, of movies where the protagonist was effectively mute, I think my favourite. Mm. I already referenced it. So that's ah. why it's in my head. The piano was a nice oh. one. We did it in film studies in college. I remember. Sorry, I was completely a nice thought you were going to say Neil. Completely thought you were going to say Christy Brown. But he well he. <laughs> verbal in places though wasn't he like I'm talking complete 100% you have to get your daughter to sign for you kind of you're, mute so you're pretty strict about the mutes are you I would think well it was it was a great film and shout so again we were, did misjudge we're racking up a good few when we were doing Jurassic Park oh, <laughs> but stop. the mutes strict the about that <laughs> I went into the Raja and Agreed to the Kosher Sairig the last week. Shout out to my good buddy, Sinead Neonachon, who was just absolutely fab. She invited me to the Kosher Sairig last week, and I'm pretty sure I probably got stung for three penalty points in the way in. You know, just outside mm. RTE. Okay, so could you translate? I was at 70. What was 70, her name? And I, think it was eight, I thought it was 80, but then I saw a sign that said 60. So I came off, you know when you come off the M50 there, just on yeah. the store, is it the Storgan Road? And then you just come off the M50. So I presumed I'd say it's 100 to 80. But then it was actually 60. So what I'm saying is I'm off the road. So you're going to be coming to Trim to do the podcast from now on. No problem. 
I just couldn't be arsed today just with all the going But on. sure you came the last day so that's more than enough even I though we've no time again and you did like the gaff that meant so much to me The gaff's lovely yeah, no, that did mean a lot. Um, and we got the internet sorted. So expect oh, did you? Yes, 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 we did. And I got this thing. It's from it's from Vodafone. It's forty five euro a month. I was a bit reticent signing up because it's a two year contract. So I was a bit right. reticent signing up to that. But like Maria Brown, shout out to Maria. Yeah. She basically sat me down and was like, "Come on, Julie, you've been in the house six months. You need internet. It's just a must have." So I got it works brilliantly it works that like a dream great. this is not SpanCon. like if anyone's living in rural ireland and like we had just written off getting internet like you just couldn't even get one bar mm. but it is great really really good so if you are in a black spot i'd really recommend this one it's 45 a month and i can't think what it's called but if you go into vodafone like it's just been it's just been a lifesaver like i can't i think you have to go through the period of six yeah. months minus internet like, I used to be driving up to, like, car parks and trim just to, like, send an email. So it's Fuck. just fantastic. It's great. Absolutely. Obviously sat down, got my Netflix binge. Is, is there anything better? Fred was gigging in Drogheda. He says, would you mind if I stay over? Or Wexford, he was. Would you mind if I stay over? You've got your glass of wine. You have your crisps and dip. You've got a blanket. And you've mm. got your Netflix on. Is there anything better? Everyone was at the Spice Girls. Oh, yeah. I had zero FOMO. I was like, this is heaven. Really? Oh, it's great. Well, I did look. I think I would have liked to have gone to the Spice Girls, but it was only, I was a bit kind of, you know, the train had left the station by the time it actually registered with me. Yeah. That this could really be really, we would have had great crack. You had a great time with your buddies. Yeah, you see, now to be honest, it was only just because other people got on it. Get, give, name check, who's your buddy, lovely buddy, who got you a ticket again? So... Evie got the tickets and then Sarah O'Leary was there, Kira Barry was there, Vina was there, my old pal Vina. Uh, who else was there? Uh, Suzanne Hughes was there. Um, oh, so you had a big gang. Yeah, but we kind of ended up, just naturally ended up splitting up. Sarah's cousins were there then as well, Jenny and Lorna, because I'd met I them mean, on her the hand. I the level of estrogen. In I met, Park. I ended up meeting people I'd went to school with, like Kira Kelly and Leanne. I bumped into them straight off. Um, I met a few people that listened to the podcast as they nice. were like passing. So, yeah, but it was a really nice vibe, I have to say. We need to also, somebody tweeted us that we need to, if anyone has any ideas, we need to come up with a oh, name yes. for up to 90 listeners or up to 90 army. Oh, yes. Who was that? I can't remember. 99ers? 90ers? <laughs> 99ers it needs some work but yeah we need some work but we need to come up with something yeah that was a good tweet our little bears you know the way I call everyone bear you do call everyone bear don't you you're a Miami bear yeah maybe bears yeah our little bears no we need something grittier I feel I don't know I don't know if I'm in the best I need shape a grit, I need a grittier so look if you yeah. have any ideas listener let us know will we start the podcast yes. will we start recording now we start many thanks to our sponsor Kapperberg who really helped me out this weekend for the party bags for the kids oh sure look yeah, it was handy I got stuck and just popped them in and you know that used to be the Jordan Katie Price child care trick of choice what she used to just put a little, just a little, little bit of whiskey in the bottle. Just nice to. Ah, sure, she's half Irish. So. Down. 
So yeah, I was wondering why the kids were sleeping so soundly. <laughs> Can I actually also give a shout out to our wonderful sponsor, Copperberg, because do you know what I discovered yesterday, what? which I didn't realise in our stash? This is truly lovely. Did I tell you what my absolute old school favourite flavour was? No. Pear. I used to love pear. And I did say to the Copperberg people, I was like, what's the story with the pear? I can't get the pear anymore. And they informed me that apparently, obviously, it's all about supply and demand. That's the whole chain of being when it comes to business. Apparently, the summer fruits has eclipsed the pear. Oh. So people are all about the summer fruits. And I mentioned, I was like, oh, God, I do love an old pear. So they threw some extra pear in just just for us, which nice. is so lovely. I love the pear. Well, my sister-in-law. I can't believe I just found this in the bottom of the stash. Was drinking the pear in the gaff tonight. <sighs> Kristen, so Doran, big shout lovely. out. Before we start, I just want to say this. Because it's not too sweet. That's the thing. I've tried other, and I'm not just slamming other cider companies. But you know, a few other cider companies have tried the pear cider. Yeah. And it's so sweet. It's sickly. But like, it's just gorgeous, the Copperberg one. I'm just delighted. Before we start talking about JFK Jr., I have heard, now Copperberg haven't said this to us, and I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I'm going to say it because I want it. I heard that there is a Copperberg gin coming out. Okay. So we just need to email them. Just as while I'm sitting down. So there's a Copperberg gin, that's what you're saying. Yeah, and we need to get some. Oh, my God. They haven't mailed us yet about this, but... That's the dream, isn't it? Yeah, so hopefully, please, God. Hashtag thoughts oh and prayers. Oh, God. Hashtag God bless. I know. Um. Oh, my God, I'd love that. But, yeah, just a shout out to that, because, honestly, do you know what? It was like finding an old friend in the bottom oh, yeah. of that crate. Nice. Finding an old friend. Tell um, us about JFK Jr. JFK Jr. So, of course, bit of a dish. Oh, my God. I went back over the photos um today and you forget there's so few men that can pull off a backwards baseball cap look well you see the thing but he that got did me it with yeah. a plum he was kind of preppy but still very attractive like he was obviously loaded and from you know yeah this kind of aristocracy kind of family vibe and usually for me I'm just I'm not interested in that at all I know you've had a few when you start throwing around the word of <laughs> aristocracy that's <laughs> when I know you've had a couple that's your favourite drunk uh, word you know Fred's word is tenuous oh yeah note that the next time we're out having a few copperbergs oh yeah what else I have a few of mine them. is narrative whether I'm drunk uh, or sober yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter mine is not beyond the bounds of possibility apparently I also say which I didn't realize um do you know the way as in like because apparently I say this as in because I'm such <gasps> a nerd you? so I'll say do you know the way that um that's funny because I say do you know what I mean yeah a lot and I'll come I out with a random fact that nobody cares about because they're like okay seriously we we all have our bits it's we like always have our bits. it's like punctuation I keep saying so all the time I start conversations and siblings so. I still say siblings <laughs> I loved that one I can't help it okay Should so look. JFK Jr bit of a dish uh, of course the parents you know the parents Jacqueline Kennedy and of course John F. Kennedy mm. who was a uh, presidential sensation so of course they were so when uh, jfk the first jfk jfk senior so when he was elected president 
you can even see why. I mean, even looking back now um, and all the footage and press at that time, like they were an exciting couple. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Also, little uh, little baby JFK. So JFK yeah. Jr. was the first, imagine, the first baby in the White House since 1893. So America went crazy for this baby. Well, okay? I suppose they must have had very old presidents up until that they point. They had. So like, I mean, the whole thing with JFK was that he was kind of reinventing it. Um, you know, he was kind of reinventing the role. And obviously, like Jacqueline Kennedy, I mean, just, you know, quintessential elegance and just so classy and all the rest. So you had Caroline, who was a little girl running around, and then you had this gorgeous little baby. So yeah, he so was Caroline immediately... Caroline uh, the older sister. She was the older sister. Yeah. So poor old Jacqueline had, which I had forgotten until I was looking out this evening, but she'd had kind of a tough time of it because she had had a miscarriage and a stillborn. Then she had Caroline... Then she had John and then actually after they had had John, she had another stillborn again. Of course, his name was Patrick. Um, So his name was Patrick and he had actually died of a lung condition that John F. Kennedy Jr. also had, but it just wasn't as pronounced. Um, So he got like, yeah, well, he got so he was baptized and got last rites and all that JFK Jr. And it's funny because. You know, I actually heard just a little clip of an interview after Caroline was off with her dad on Air Force One. They were traveling somewhere when they got word that Jackie had gone into labor. So they went back to Georgetown Hospital. And, you know, then he's asked by the press and it's having to put on the fronts. They're like, how's the mother and the baby? He's like, oh, he's very good indeed. Thank you. But of course, like he was a little bit sick, got out of hospital then and was just instantly adored. And of course... They kind of, they were an exciting young couple. Um, they had, obviously, there was massive fascination with them. Um, then John F. Kennedy Sr. was interesting, which surprised me looking back on it. He was a real doting dad, which kind of surprised me, I have okay, to say. Yeah. Because I would have always kind of thought of him as maybe a bit of a one-dimensional player, but not at all. He was mad about the kids. And when Jack, Jackie was really inte- very concerned with their privacy, so she was like, I really want them to have like you know, a normal life as much as possible, etc. Okay. So she was really protective. And then she went off on holiday um to Europe for a couple of months and when she was gone um basically JFK just got straight on the phone to a, a photographer to say listen now is the time we can get a few photos with the kids because she's gone on holidays okay. and they got all these so you probably saw you know there's this quintessential picture of JFK Jr. like under the desk in the in the Oval yes, Office yeah, and yeah, JFK yeah. is doing the calls and when she came back, Jackie was so happy with the pictures. She was like, oh, I'm definitely. so happy that we have this record. And there's some really, really lovely pics. And like even say a lot of the staff in the White House were saying it was just so refreshing to have such a hands on dad in there. The kids would be running around like there's this brilliant clip from uh, I heard today he's did from JFK. He's doing this like serious radio speech. And then the kid just like they just seem to free reign in there. And I mean, when you think of the time, like this is the yeah, early season. 60s, yeah. So we've all seen Mad Men. But then I suppose like, no one had had kids that but yeah, young. But it's, so there was it's no... surprising though that he was so kind of affectionate and stuff towards them. Because like, as I said, like, you know, 
Don Draper, he was not. Like he was mm. very but then there's this bit about he's not you know, he's doing this radio speech and then halfway through he says, uh, John, John, you've gotta hang on, I'm I've gotta do this radio speech. So he comes running and he's like, Daddy, blah 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 and he's like, I'm doing this radio speech. But to me it's so lovely because it shows that they were kind of given free reign, you know. It's of like course the podcast. Yeah, it really is. And of course <laughs> he has the name he had the nickname John John, but that was never given to him by the family. It was actually the media and what happened was was that JFK was calling John and then he didn't listen so he was like John and he oh, didn't yeah. turn around he so he was like John John, John John so he yeah. called him twice and then the media were like oh little John John and it really stuck oh god of course disaster struck uh three days before his third birthday of course his father was assassinated killed yeah. um and the whole thing obviously the nation was completely shook utterly traumatized but even like the family obviously the family unit were just thrown into like you know massive uncertainty and like just it was tragedy.com so jackie of course came back to washington of course um johnson had been sworn in on air force one so like obviously they had to you know in uh they had to initiate him immediately into the whole process they came back and i actually found this really sad so there seemed to be real confusion because poor jackie was obviously just in a total quandary like didn't know what was going on like yeah. really just like completely thrown and Caroline and John were kind of forgotten I suppose in the midst of it all because it was just everyone was kind of in panic mode and the nanny actually broke the news to Caroline that her father had been killed which is a bit unfortunate and then Mm -hmm. Bobby of course fantastic Uncle Bobby he was the one then later on that day who sat John down and told him like that his dad was dead but you know I heard that today and I actually felt really sorry for Caroline because it just seems that I'm sure she had a fantastic relationship with her nanny yeah but it's just a shame that it didn't come from a family member so obviously then things just happened at rap you know lightning pace mm. so the day of the funeral of course John you know moved so many with his little salute you know he gave it the little salute to yeah. his dad's coffin and his mom says go give your dad a salute and he gives the little salute to the dad's coffin and then the real tragedy now i'm sure you've heard this before but i just hadn't recalled it until i read it today the real tragedy was that it was actually john's birthday the day of the funeral so they went back but they went back to the house went back to the white house um and actually in the immediate aftermath jackie's mom had removed the kids from the White House because she felt then Johnson wouldn't want them in the White House because they were no longer actually the first family. But then, of course, like they were allowed to get, you know, back into the gaff. They needed a couple of weeks to get themselves together. So the little birthday party took place in the White House. But like, it's actually remarkable. Like even the pictures, it does look like a regular party, you know, all smiles. He's got his little cake and his presents. But of course, all the women are wearing black. And it's just... It just struck me as so sad, like that Richard that was Jesus, his day. He would have been so young, tiny, he was three. yeah. And then what happened was, was that uh, he probably wanted to go ahead with the party. I would imagine. Well, yeah. I mean, it was just it was very sad because then, of course, what happened was was that they moved to New York and Jackie, which is really interesting, she didn't want her kids to just become like completely Kennedyized. Like she okay. wanted them to have as normal as, 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 as existence as possible and was conscious that this whole Kennedy industry is like so overwhelming and consuming. So she actually wanted a bit of distance from the Kennedys. But in saying that, she was really close to Bobby. So Bobby 
effectively became like a second father and he was spending loads of time in New York. But of course, he had his own family. Okay. So his missus was not happy with that whatsoever. Yeah, don't So then her. she was, well, of course, because he had his own family. To yeah. work. And then people were kind of, there was a lot of speculation about how close he was to Jackie. Mm. And, you know, like, I mean, even now, like, you know, rumors have swirled since that maybe there was something more going on between them, etc. And obviously they would have been propelled by grief as well. You know, yeah. it would have been something maybe kind of propelling them towards one another. So she called time on that relationship. And then Bobby actually sadly had very little to do with them. And of course, Bobby then was killed when John was seven. So it was a bit of a double whammy. And apparently when Jackie got news that Bobby was killed, she just broke down completely, fell onto her knees and screamed, I hate this country. And in that moment, absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. And you know, even, you know, the likes of Mad Men and stuff, you know, you do watch these shows. And I'm sure people will look back on, you know, this our era and say, God, so much happened. But you do think, I think that was a particularly, particularly huge time in terms of historical yeah. happenings and events. I mean, the shooting of Martin Luther King, like the Kennedys, gonna, like the fact that like the JFK murder and Bobby, like, they're still not solved. I think everyone accepts at this point, you know, the whole, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald story was not the whole story. Like, there are definitely huge, I'm going to use my word, narrative gaps. But like, everyone accepts that at this point. But it's actually insane when you think about it, that all this is going on. So in that moment, Jackie said, look, this country is not safe. So she immediately went into panic mode and want to get out of America. So because she was absolutely beautiful, um, just a complete, like, quintessential, like, just elegant lady, she had a lot of men to choose from. And she went for this guy, Aristotle Onassis. Three months after Bobby Kennedy was killed, she married him. Basically, she just wanted to get out of America. So she was actually scared for her kids because she realized at that point, obviously, that people were out to get the Kennedys and she just wanted to get the hell out of yeah, Dodge. Yeah. So they moved to this Greek island. And then, of course, John was still going to school in New York. So she kind of they moved there on condition that she was going to be in New York during the school term, etc. Of course, Aristotle Onassis at that time was known as the richest man in the world Mm. a lot older than Jackie a lot of people maybe questioned like the relationship but it was I think it's you know it's clear to most people that what she wanted to feel was safe yeah and that was her and to be honest they always seem to have and not to be bothered by having to work as well well always a bit of an element who wouldn't mind who wouldn't mind retiring to Greek Island to be fair yeah so she moved she moved there with him but they were kind of back and forth I mean Herself and Aristotle always seemed to have a good relationship, but it, it was very, it was very much a strange relationship between himself and John. Yeah. And when he died, Aristotle, which I think is always the telltale sign, he only now in first commas, but when we're talking about the richest man in the world here, he only left him when he died in seventy five. He only left John twenty five thousand dollars. Okay. So it was. I mean, I think John never really. Like, I think he referred to him as a joke, uh, you know, later on in life, etc. And never really warmed him. Of course, right. he had this crazy, not like in a weird way, but he had this really, really, really close relationship with his mother as well. So yeah. maybe it was the whole, you know, that was a but difficult like, dynamic to get if your in dad on. was JFK... No, he's never going to compete. No, no one's ever going to compete. And you know, there was this really sad story as well um, that I encountered today when Jay, because it just shows how small he was. But it's just a family played by tragedies though, isn't it? It really is. 
is like, isn't it? But when he was when he was really small, like it was maybe a couple of weeks, few well, maybe more than a couple of weeks, but a few weeks after the death of his dad, he was on a play date with this other little girl. Mm-hmm. And this really broke my heart because it just shows how small he was when mm-hmm. his dad died. And the little girl was there um, on the play date and her dad came in and she said, Daddy. And John turned and he looked at the man and he said, oh, are you a daddy? And he said, yes. And then he said, would you lift me up in the air so? Okay. Isn't that so sad? But also it shows, because obviously that's what he associated daddies with, but also I think it shows that JFK was a really loving dad, that that's in that moment, that's what that child craved, was that yeah. kind of, you know, connection. Um, but yeah, so he never really found that Judy, again with the stepfather. I can't believe you're doing this to me. When you've got like, the fear. Spice Girls. I know. The party. The Your uh, morning Kappelberg is sinking in. I get it. Okay, I get it. But anyway, so so John was not academic. So you were saying about how he was preppy, but still like really hot. And I Mm. think the reason he achieved that balance was he was essentially part of the American royal family. Like they're the closest thing to the royals that the Americans have. Um. But yet he was an academic, like in second grade. I thought this was kind of funny. Jackie actually moved him out of a school in New York because they effectively said, like, look, we can't pass him. Like, he's going to have to repeat second grade. And Jack was like, this cannot happen. So just moved him to another school. He was like never, you know, he was into sport. But like, again, Jackie got them private tennis lessons. And Caroline was real serious, you know, Mm. really into the tennis reading, you know, just your typical like Lisa Simpson, like reading up on tennis and all that. John kind of turned up threw the ball around, had a good time, like wasn't really into it. Jackie massively into her horses. Caroline loved to horse ride. Yeah. John was allergic to horses, which really annoyed poor old Jackie. He was mad about horses. You know, he was just kind of like amicable in that he was a bit bumbling in his ways, you know. So then so he went to got school, onto the smokes fairly got onto on. the smokes, we'll get to that soon. But he w- went to college, went to Brown, um, because all his mates were going there. So just typical, you know, typical yeah. normal guy, normal lad of his age. Got really into the acting, massively okay. into the acting. Jackie wasn't too impressed. She was like, listen, this is not a job. So it's nice to know, even when your mom is married to the richest man in the world, mm. she will still be fucking There's wrecking no your head about money. This. She will still be saying, Look, what Surely job are you going to get out of it? Somebody could have given him a few quid to get a few headshots. And get well, an audition I mean, he looked gorgeous. Like he did a lot of theatre, you know, that kind mm. of thing. Uh, he did look gorgeous and all the stills. So she was like, look, you need to get a proper job. So because he was so close to his mom, which I just think is really cute, he went off and he did the obvious thing, which most people do as a precursor to going into politics. He did law just okay. for something to do and kind of keep Jackie content as she yeah. rang him long distance on her Greek island. Um went off did law around this time of course he's developing a bit of an interest in the ladies Mm -hmm. he was known which again surprised me he was known for being the total polar opposite of his dad was not a ladies man in the sense that he attracted obviously a lot of attention but he was like a serial monogamist so i was watching like an interview now with one of his uh, mates in college and he was like we actually used to slag him because he was just all about having the girlfriend like he wouldn't look twice at someone if he had a if he had a lady like he was just all about so in other words okay. like just dream boyfriend as well tick but of course he's good looking he's a kennedy yes 
who takes an interest in him in approximately 1985-86? I mean, who else would take an interest in him? I have no idea. Madonna. So Madonna, oh. of course. Now, we've been down this road. Madonna's we've been down Jerry, this road. She? Okay, so Madonna um, made a beeline for him. And quote, how many times have we... Okay, how many times, Emma, we have mentioned Madonna doing this to men quite a few times. How many times have we used this word? This is the word used in the interview I read today. She, quote, pursued him. Like, it's always the case. Can we just talk about Madonna for a minute? Did you see the Eurovision? Oh, my God. And the way she then had the two flags at the end. I mean, sorry, but fuck off, Madonna. I couldn't. I found it very hard to watch. Oh, God. I mean, seriously, what was she, I can't even remember what she the was two singing flags or at what the was end, She's like, hey, I'm bringing people together. I just think Madonna now seriously needs to call it a day. She's an example. She really should have taken a leaf out of the Wonder Years and just wrapped it up when things were still on a high because it's just really going nowhere at this point. I just thought when the was the last was time? Well, the, the, I had to laugh the whole... Um, and I did get on board with this, but the whole <laughs> controversy about the boycott, etc. One part that we didn't even didn't even cross our minds was the fact that we wouldn't even get to the final. We were so concerned with whether or not but we should boycott ma- it. I know, but that made it great Guys, to boycott it Guys, it's not 1994. We, we didn't have any issues We just then. presumed we'd get there. Yeah. I did feel bad for Sarah McInerney because no, it was a great uh, song. What number know. again? I don't know. I can't remember. Twenty-two. Um, so Madonna made a beeline for him but this makes me just love Jackie even more you think Jackie because she was a bit of a mother hen would be like listen mm. okay Madonna no 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 no, not, not a good move for you right now she was loving it and demanded like a meeting with Madonna so this is just a fling okay yeah so Jackie and she was like look I want to meet this girl so met Madonna all the rest but of course it was just a fling then he met Daryl Hannah I forgot this do you remember you oh, went yes. out with Daryl Hannah for yeah, years yeah yeah um, and Daryl Hannah who like was one of these like it's it's gas like again when they first met this is just a bit of a red flag as we would say when they first went it was on one of these islands off new england you know such as the way like mm. that these elitists live and she was 17 and carrying a teddy bear and that was the first thing he noticed about her like seriously now they didn't get together get then but i would be i mean i'm thinking red flag territory if i meet a 17 year old openly carrying a, a teddy bear and a social function i mean just if i could just frame if Marianne. i could just frame the pit the face that emma's making <laughs> right now i'm just removing I'm your just eyeballs from able. the ceiling I'm just so then he ha- met a few different people, um, had a couple of different girlfriends floating around, etc. He was with Daryl Hannah for a few years. Of course, then in 1994, his mom died. Yeah. Uh, his, it had been kind of a funny couple of years for him because he'd been signed to the DA's office in New York. And I think he was just super uncomfortable with the tabloid attention because at this stage, of course, he was a fully fledged man. Like we're talking capital M, capital mm. A, capital yeah, yeah, N. Yeah. He kept, well, kept, he failed his entrance exams to the bar twice and got huge flack in the media about that. So you see the paps chasing him down the street saying, how do you feel about, you know, flunking out again? And he's like, well, you know, hopefully I might get it today or if I don't get it today, I might get it tomorrow and then I might get it if I'm 90. But you can just tell he's just worn with these people. Yeah, here we go again. And then he basically resigned then in 1993. Um... He just, I suppose the whole thing wasn't for him. He'd had a couple of, like, kind of maybe He retired in 1993. 
he he did it for a couple of years. He took on a few cases, but there was a lot of kind of stepping out when things got awkward. So, for example, his best bud, Willie Smith, who was his first cousin. Willie Smith? Willie Smith. You probably like know Smith. him. Yeah, getting like, jiggy with in, it. Getting jiggy with it. No, 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 no. No, this is a different Welcome Willie Smith. to Miami. Benvenido. Miami. No, so not, like this was the not fun Willie Smith because this was the Willie. So, okay, there's two types of Willie Smiths. Okay, there's Welcome to Miami, Willie Smith. Mm-hmm. And then there's um, Rape Trial, Willie Smith. So Rape Trial, Willie Smith oh, was yes. the first. Co- you know that Willie Smith. Yeah, We've yeah, all yeah. met that kind of Willie Smith. So Willie no, Smith was I the first cousin of John. And John was like, listen, I want to take a step back because like this is just a conflict of interest, etc. So mm. look, he wasn't. How in it was he really? Because when things got tough, John was like, I'm out of here. So then he did a bit of TV, still kind of floundering. Like he was one of these, you know, I find sometimes I don't know it's because Americans stay in college for longer or what it is but oftentimes I meet Americans in like their mid-30s and they strike me as more teenage in their mindset you know maybe when they've had a lot of college fees paid and a reasonably kind of privileged existence and there's a lot of floating around he was still kind of floundering then he tried tv he probably realistically wanted to act but it just couldn't really happen with obviously his status and the fact that his mom wasn't into his mom got sick his mom then um died and uh in her new york apartment and he very soon after that actually ended it with daryl hannah so it was a big time of change. Okay. He took up with Caroline Bassett, who worked for, she was a publicity director for Kelvin Klein. Okay. Founded a couple of companies, 1996 then. They had this, Caroline Bassett, I really fell for her because she got completely vilified in the media. So she talked about actually, and she didn't really do interviews and stuff, but I remember she talked, it was like, it, it was like was a friend she, talking about the a fact that. girl? No, she'd blonde hair. And what I would say, she'd very striking features. Okay. So like, you know, gorgeous, like wide mouth, like strong nose, very, very blonde. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember reading, uh, reading in the late 90s, there was a a friend was talking about, she was on a flight and she was so vilified and so criticised and held up just to scrutiny by people. She was on a flight and there were women behind her. And this story always stayed with me. The women behind her on the flight were talking about how she wasn't good looking enough for JFK because she had bagged the most eligible bachelor probably in the world at this point. So of course women were going to bitch and be horrible. And she said she had to sit there for the whole flight and just bawled her eyes out as they criticized everything so they obviously had like the equivalent of the national Enquirer. they were talking about her nose her ears her hair like everything everything like can you imagine actually going through that level of scrutiny like it's just and she didn't cope with it with it well at all and made no secret of that so it really affected their like it shows maybe as well like how strong they were as a couple because they they stayed together despite all of this but 1996 they had the do you remember the pictures this huge screaming match that they had in the street and then they weren't seen together for a couple of months after that so obviously all the reports went into like overdrive that they broke okay. it up but of course they were basically having the last laugh because they'd actually gone off and secretly gotten married and they'd got snuck off to turkey ah. on their honeymoon and all this so it all, then, all staged was it he, well you'd wonder i don't mm. yeah yeah so then so then they came <laughs> back so then they came back and be. his first cousin like was like rory kennedy was asked basically he let slip 
that they'd gotten married and then of course all okay. the media descended on their apartment after their honeymoon and was like did you enjoy your honeymoon and he was saying yes and he was like but you know and he was just so charming and charismatic so even with these creeps that are just up in his grill on him like he's just so effortlessly pleasant with people yeah. so he says but you know guys look I thank you so much for your interest but like Carolyn is a private citizen so it's going to take a while for her to get used to this so I know you guys have a job to do but I'd really appreciate if you could give her as much space as she needs right now if you could do that for me that'd be great and you just think whoa like oozing charm uh he'd always been interested in flying so this is a big thing so after mm. they got married he got his license and even when he was a small boy it was like there's so many photos of him like on air force one with his dad and okay, yeah. like you know he was obsessed with helicopters and all that so this was like a lifelong passion for him right. so he got his license and then of course tragedy kind of struck Pretty soon after the marriage, at this stage, he had started that magazine. Do you remember George was the yes. political magazine he started? And the first issue was with Cindy Crawford um, dressed as George Washington. And yeah. it was like big controversy and all that. And that was actually going well. Uh, it was selling well, all that kind of thing. So in comparison to his other professional ventures, it was probably his most successful. couple of things, again, like the thing with him was more than the Willie Smith thing. He seemed to be very, he seemed to just be a very kind of moralistic person and that he didn't want to like delve or intrude in other people's lives yeah. probably because he'd felt that intrusion always so there was the thing where uh, he was uh, they wanted to run a story on Rudy Giuliani was supposed to ha be having an affair with his press secretary and and again he was like no we can't do that you know that kind yeah. of thing so it was going it's well but still because uh, my sister-in-law Kirsten shout out to Kirsten she's from Canada and her dad is a solicitor well solicitor lawyer you know the way it's kind mm. of a different system there but she was saying today that at one stage she thought that she might like to be a lawyer and she said it was the only time that she had a big huge argument with her dad because he was like no you can't he's like because you don't like confrontation mm. he's like it would not suit you at all and she was like had this big argument, but she was like, in fairness, he was completely right. Because yeah. she was like, I don't like confrontation. So he obviously just... Was just that kind of guy. It wasn't... Yeah, wasn't it his bag. Him. But I think it just, again, points to what a really nice person he was. That he was just like, no, like, let's not do that. But other than that, the magazine actually was. Yeah, I know. I remember well. the magazine. Yeah. And I remember him, uh, you know, here we go again. Shout out to Oprah. Um, I remember him being on Oprah and being interviewed and all that. Was that after he got married? That was, yes, it was because, or, well, it was def I think he was definitely talking about the magazine. But, um, so the plane, they were both in the plane. Yes. He was so flying basically, the plane. he was flying to Martha's Vineyard for his cousin Rory's wedding. Yeah. And he was flying the plane, and he was flying, her sister as well was there. So it was the three okay. of them on board. And like, just, do you know what? Like, I'm not a nervous flyer, but even seeing the pictures of the plane, because obviously he owned this plane. Yeah. Tiny little thing, like flying sorry. off. I mean, flying off, and then apparently, like the fog, like descended straight away. I mean, terrifying. Emma, is that not your worst nightmare? But like these fucking private jets seem to be. It is ridiculous, isn't it? Death traps. Yeah, and apart from the fact that they're totally uneconomical. Like, sorry, apologies, my car is diesel, but like, where am I meant to plug in an electric car? They just seem to be death. Like, what's going on? Can we well, just I stop? Tell you what, Can we just start an up to ninety petition to stop fucking private look, jets? I know we can't that, lose look, any I, more well, stars look, to the private jets. And, for fuck's sake, look, we're, on, we're after signing up for the up to ninety private jet. Fuck, that's next Why month. Why are you burning brands? For fuck's sake. 
That's it now. We've and we lost the big, a shanty. We the big We've lost JFK Jr. I'm not fucking. First you don't succeed. Yeah, that's right. Then, no more fucking you know private what my favourite shanty song was like? Rock the boat. Rock the boat. <laughs> working in the middle. Working in the middle. You've and if you think I, if you think I'm making that up, they're the actual lyrics to an actual 90s song that I performed... I remember performing this at my auntie's birthday party. Working in the mi- work, rock the boat, rock the boat. Work <laughs> and I'm going in and out and Emma is fucking loving it. That's all I want to say. <laughs> but yeah, so they took off on the plane and obviously the plane went down. And the really sad thing was, and I had forgotten this, um, but I do remember now it was ringing bells then when I read about it today. Do you remember they were looking for a few days? And the really sad part was, and I remember at the time being really struck by this, Rory Kennedy, who, of course, was the spokesperson of the family, mm. he was like, of course, they're super Catholic as well. So he was like really positive. He was like, no, like if anyone can make it out of this, like John can. They were in complete denial. Like they were like, we're going to stay positive. We're going to stay optimistic. Yeah. Like, And I really, really don't think they expected the result that came about yeah. like they really did not expect the three of them to be gone and the really sad thing was then they found the plane and the two girls um they found the two girls bodies and he was still strapped into like his pilot uh seat so they were saying he probably tried you know told the girls to Hang try tight. to get out or so you know the fact that he still wanted to fix the situation right up to the very end like just really really sad mm. yes but yeah, so look, he was one of those guys that I think, you know, even watching it back now, like just was just oozed charisma. I was continually being asked, you know, what's the story of politics, etc. But I think it was just kind of taken as a given that he was going to get into it. You know, he's okay. a great public speaker. He did a so lot they, of charity I think work with the magazine. We were yeah. kind of eventually. And of course, very sad for it. Caroline, his sister, because like obviously had lost her ma- dad and had lost her mom and lost her brother. And he did say in one of his last interviews, he talked about the fact that they were so, so close. Okay. And he said, well, you know, really what people forget is like it's always just been the three of us so yeah. you know just very sad really and like the whole thing like the kennedy curse is real i tell you that like because they certainly are a family that just continue to be plagued by tragedies you mm. know I, it, it's really bizarre and like he did you know live his life and you know there were all those stories then after he died you know the but he that was tabloid big, father father for yeah. himself and caroline were into their coke and, wasn't he of course. I mean, he had everything, you yeah. know. Um, but, you know, there was that whole thing of like, you know, that they'd done coke and like she had kissed someone else when they were married and all that. Like they were kind of portrayed as having a very tempestuous kind of relationship on the day that they flew off in the plane. Yeah. Um, he they were going to the wedding. And again, I think it's just all stemmed from the fact that she just hated going out with this fucking celebrity. And she didn't want she actually rang Ethel Kennedy who was Rory's mom Bobby's wife to say look we're not I'm not going to the wedding and then John convinced her to go and said look I promise this is the last family thing I'll make you go to and she had told friends that they were on a probation period of their marriage and that she had said to him look I'm giving this three months and then we'll see how we feel Mm. Um, so all that kind of stuff maybe was going on obviously it's a bit of hearsay as well but uh, then of course when she was reported missing. Ethel Kennedy was convinced. She was like, no, no, no. She wasn't on the plane. She told me she wasn't on the plane. So it just was kind of really... 
just layered with tragedy because of course you know the whole like what if she'd kind of gone with her instinct and yeah. like not gone on the plane etc but you know yes it's just very sad and hugely charismatic and as a family absolutely fascinating as a family tragedy tragedy thank you so that's much listener for being with us always that's what uh, steps well H obviously wrote the song that's what H was writing about was JFK Jr. come here before I go there was a bit of a salacious rumour going around mm. Pri- he visited Princess Diana in a hotel room ah well sure luck that'd One be the perfect yeah. little story and, wouldn't it? Uh, and it was he claimed afterwards it was just he was asking her to appear on the cover of George right well that would make sense but her now I need to get this right okay, okay. Simone Simmons first for everything what, what? Simone Simmons who yeah. was like her psychic reader oh. claim oh yeah sorry energy reader sorry Simone to apologies oh, Simone misappropriate the qualifications there so she down. claimed uh-huh. she claimed that Diana had a passionate affair with um, JFK Jr and of course that old creep Paul Burrell dismissed it as nonsense What's new, Paul? You, Paul, really got your goat up, oh, didn't he? he really what an absolute you. creep! I mean, every now and again, I said it on the previous episode when we discussed Paul. Every now and again, when I we feel sorry for myself, Diana, we discussed Paul Burrell every week. We'll do an episode <laughs> on him because he's such a creep. But like every now and again, I feel sorry for myself, and then I think about Paul's Burrell's wife and what she must go through every day. You need to stop writing her letters, though. You're going to get a restraining order. <laughs> but she's obviously having a hard time because she stopped getting back to me, which just makes me more worried and more concerned. <laughs> and if you were a real friend, you'd be concerned, too. But I think you're just fishing for the gossip offer, really. I don't know if you're there to help. Oh, God. Anyway, listen, she's by the way, on the subject the of the Royals, of I have to say, I am... You and Fred Indra. Yeah, <laughs> you and Fred in the house. I am... Um, I have to say, I am absolutely gagging to see Prince Harry, Prince Archie. He oh, yeah. is going to be gorgeous. I just did it. I, I find it so frustrating. They're just giving us like a little glimpse of the side profile. He is going to be such a cutester. Well, all the kids seem pretty cute in fairness. Oh, no, but I just I just have a feeling when I like I was actually just staring at the special royal issue of Hello today. And I was like, I just want his little face. I just want to see his little face. That's what I want so bad. Joe, tell you what you want, what you really, really want. So no, tell me what you want. want. I want to see Prince Archie. Yeah. That's what I want. Uh, you missed out on Spice Girls now. But sure, I can't believe. Listen, we can't talk about it. Like, I cannot believe you didn't get back to my WhatsApp audio because you were in Crow Park living your best life. <laughs> like, we're in trouble. We're in three months probation now. I know. But anyway, yeah, so look, Apologies. I like to believe that Princess Diana had had a fling with JFK Jr. That's what I like to believe. Ah, uh, yeah, no, we'd all like that one. Here and look, if we like eyes. it, that's all that matters. And that makes it truth. I like to think of myself as Queen of Hearts. I know. <laughs> with the const- and I love the way, speaking of the fake tan, like, you know, I love that Princess Diana, we were all in it together. Do you remember the streaks? Oh, 90s yeah. fake tan, that should be an Instagram account. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Do. 
That'd have been a funny one, wouldn't it? Yeah. Ning, 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 ning. I can just, I can just see all those dollars coming my way. Dollar, dollar, dollar. Spancom, baby. I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> to get up to the, the I might go up to the 1,800 followers is the goal. Nice. Uh, okay, listen, I've been Judy J. I've been Emma Dorn. God bless. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.